everyone. This is the KOW Philly Soccer Show. I'm KOW's Greg Loandini. I'm Philly Soccer Pages Mike Servideo. And this week we have Philippine Union defender rookie Jack Elliott, all the way from London, England, with us. He's not calling from London. No, I don't think so. He's, he's, I think he's calling from somewhere in Philadelphia. But, you know, he's on the show with us. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so we talk about that. We talk about the transfer news or lack thereof. Transfer news? Exactly. And a few other things. We even delve into the Premier League and the Championship over in England this year, this week, which gets started uh, this week. So let's uh, let's listen. Team's coming off a really big home win against a really good team in Dallas, uh, getting the three-one victory. You know, kind of. We're, we're, you know, as a defender, I'm sure you're upset about not getting getting the clean sheet, but so it's a big three points at home. So how's 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 the team feeling coming off of that? Uh, I mean, obviously you can see that um, in moments we can be a really good team and beat the best in in the MLS. And um, obviously, there's a huge three points that I mean really helps us out and getting up the league a little bit and getting closer to the to the playoff line. And um, yeah, obviously it was a bit disappointing to concede late on, but I mean, okay, it's, it happens and. As long as we get the three points, that's the main concern. So you, you've uh, you've come in this year and you've really staked claim to uh, one of the starting center back roles. How has the transition to MLS been for you? I mean, it, you seem to have taken to it fairly easily. Uh, yeah, it's been fairly smooth for me. I think um, being uh, obviously at first is. Getting used to the speed of play and the aggressors in the players, but uh, it was something that I I knew I could handle and has uh, shown that I can handle. And honestly, it's been it's not been as um, as tough as I thought it would be to adapt to the league. And I guess it helps with, uh, with the type of players that I have around me and and Ray and Gooch and Harris in front of me. And uh, Ali as well. So I was just about to ask you, what's it like playing with uh, Aguchi Onyewu, who's a guy, you know, in his 30s, kind of has seen it all, done it all, played in Europe, played for the national team, played in World Cups. For a young player like you, what's what's it like playing next to a guy like that and practicing with a guy like that every week, every day? Yeah, it's uh, obviously a good experience for me, and he he helps me out, helps me through it, and takes takes control when he needs to and, and lets me take control when I need to. But um, it's great to see uh, a player like him in action and, and learn from him. I guess the, the follow-up question to that is um, the two guys most of the time playing in front of you are, are Hall- Harris and Ali. What is the communication like between you guys uh, as center backs and, and those two as more of the defensive midfielders? How has it been playing with those guys? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been great playing with those two. I mean, uh, Ale is a he works really hard and, and gets around the pitch all the time. And whenever you're in trouble with the ball, you can give the ball to him or Harris, and they can both keep a pass and play under pressure. But um, it's it's uh, I feel like two players are, are very helpful to have in front of you. So I'm. I'm- Curious about kind of players like you that came from Europe 
and went through the United States college system. It's a similar uh, track that your your teammate Fabian Herbers took coming over from Germany and kind of going through through uh, college in the states. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? How did you uh, how did you make it over to the states and hook up in West Virginia and all that? Uh, so I was a bit fortunate to be able to get the chance to go over to West Virginia, and um, uh, the assistant coach at the time was uh, playing for a team in England that I was playing for at the same time over Christmas one year. So uh, he he asked me after one of the games that we played in together. If if I would be interesting, interested in going to West Virginia, and I jumped at the opportunity and never looked back from there. So I'm going to steal one of Greg's usual questions for <laughs> for the new guys. Um, growing up in England, do you do, did you have a, a team that you followed over there? Is there a team that you still follow? And who are some of the players that you've looked up to um, during as a as as, as you're getting into your career? Um, I was brought up a Glasgow Rangers fan because uh, my my dad and I used to watch watch uh, a lot of their games. And one of my favourite players is Barry Ferguson, who's a ex Scottish international. But uh, as a kid, I'd be in the back garden hitting free kicks and trying to hit them like Barry Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fernando Rickson was another Rangers player in the time I grew up. And, there's a, there's a lot of players that I looked up to on the Rangers team. What do you what do you think of the the Rangers' chances this year? Um, definitely better than they they have been in recent years, and they they got a new manager and got a, a lot of new players over the summer. So hopefully they can they can get back to challenging challenging for the league. Yeah, it'd be great great to see. Uh... You know the old firm Derby back and all, all that getting you know it, kind of getting some life back in the Scottish soccer a little bit with the you know great rivalry between Celtic and, uh, and and Rangers of course. So looking ahead for for the Union, you guys have Montreal coming up. This is another big game. It's another team that's near you uh, on the table. Uh, you know it's a home game. You guys have been playing really well at home. So uh what's the feeling going into into that game against Montreal where you where you you played against like you last couple times you played against those guys it was really kind of some tough results for you. So what's what's the feeling about Montreal this week? Yeah, it's it's obviously a, a must win game and we're approaching it that way. Um we played them a couple of weeks ago at their place and felt like we could have got more out of the game than, than we did. But um yeah, at home we're we're really confident, and we think we can like we can win every game for the rest of the season at home. Um, hopefully, that will continue this weekend, and we can push for a win against Montreal. One of the big storylines this year has been the the team's struggle on the road a little bit. What is there something that you see from from where you are on the pitch that that makes this difficult? I mean, you. You're also a guy that that comes from from England, which is a, a much smaller country. Is it, is it the the travel here that that makes playing on the road so difficult? Is it the the scheduling of when the road games are? Is there is there anything that you can point to that really identifies the Union struggle this year? Um, I I can't really pinpoint anything, but uh, the last three away games we had were within eleven days of each other, with a home game crammed in in between. So that stretch 
probably didn't help us out very much. But overall, I can I can tell you what the what the issue has been on the road. All right, Jack. I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight, and uh, good luck against Montreal this weekend, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, Jack. Thank you very much. Take Have care. a good night. Take care. Thanks, guys. And uh, the Jack Elliott, Union Defender. I think that was a little guest guest appearance there by uh, <laughs> yeah, our good friend Matt Bowderford at the end. But Hi, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for setting that up, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't think he was a Rangers fan. Did you know? That? I wouldn't have guessed that in He's a million a years. Boy, right? Yeah, kid from London. I guess you know, you know, his dad was a Rangers fan. Yeah, no, it so makes that, sense. that's you know, a lot of times where your your, your sporting allegiance comes from. Yeah. from your from your from uh, you know, from your parents. Or that from, that would know. be news to my dad because my dad is the biggest New York Jets fan in the world, <laughs> and I have been a Packers fan since I was that's, five. Yeah, that that I don't get, but <laughs> fine. Um, so yeah, it was great having Jack on. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you brought it up as I was, I was going to ask that question too, but the how how kind of schizophrenic this team is between uh, on the road and at home. Yeah, it's it's tough, you know. And and you know, I think Jack brings up a good point about the the three road games that they had in two weeks, which is not an easy stretch yeah. by any 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 no. means. It's uh, I, I mean, four games in two weeks is is hard, especially yeah. and to put three of them on the road is is really tough. Um, you wouldn't regard some of those as the most difficult away games you're having this season. You know, you're away to New England, Montreal, Columbus, all teams that are relatively close in terms yeah. of distance um but but still you know going saturday wednesday with with those games is tough i i mean if any of us knew what was going on with the union on the road you know I, yeah. I, they yeah, would we be working be, to fix it yeah we would be sitting here um it's 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 not only the results it's 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 the play it's the play the yeah. play is drastically different yeah. i mean i i think um peter andrews did a good job in his uh philly soccer page column this week and I think Jim kind of pointed to this in the, the postgame presser when Peter asked him about it last Saturday, is that the team has been a little bit afraid on the road. Yeah. They've not been themselves, at least. And I, I think that's true. And I think that's true around the league. You know, I, I don't think that, I think there's only two teams in the league that have winning records on the road, yeah. um, which is astounding. I mean, even looking, I looked at Dallas before they came in, and mm-hmm. they're a pretty poor road team themselves. Yeah, and they're, you know, second best team in the West. Yeah, um, I think... Toronto is the only team in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. that has a winning record on the road, um, and it's close. So I don't know if it, that might be. I mean, that might be a question for the league then. Yeah, um, and I, I know you, you get these bunches of games because of yeah things like the Gold Cup and yeah. you know the, well, the Confed Cup didn't really affect uh, the U.S. that much; or they weren't in it. But you have the World Cup next year, so you're going to have this. You know, looking at the same thing, and there's these international tournaments almost every year now because then. You're gonna have another Gold Cup coming, you know, after the World Cup, unless they go every yeah. four year. But then, you know, who knows? So, so that that's you know that's the the argument that does the league try to align more closely to the international schedule to the schedule that you know you, that, that Europe and is on? Do they go to like the the, the the kind of split season that Mexico and Argentina does? I don't know. These these are no, you don't do that. No. <laughs> we don't have the weather to do that. Yeah, here. exactly. But, you know, we don't. Yeah, these are the big. Uh, I mean, these are bigger questions. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was interesting um, a couple of weeks ago when Jim was talking about it at one of his press conferences mm-hmm. that they they didn't prefer the the two week Gold Cup break. They would have rather just played every Saturday instead of yeah. having to cram four games in two weeks afterwards. The, yeah. they, they 
kind of lost the rhythm to the the season mm-hmm. so far. And I get that that too. You know, I think it's it's a it's a really hard it's it's a hard problem to figure yeah. out. You know, if you're some teams are going to be missing more guys than others. Do you want to stay in that that just one game per week rhythm mm-hmm. with with Saturday games? Is it better for for everybody to cram cram those uh games in, in two weeks? Yeah, it's tough because I mean the other question is not only are you losing players, but you're also competing with the World Cup. So from that standpoint, you know, maybe they want that break to not lose the TV, right? TV eyeballs yeah. and things like that. And people not coming to the stadium because they might be, they're watching games or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. And I think it might be, it's in the schedule somewhere that there might have to be fewer East, East coast, West coast road trips. Somehow there might as the teams get are getting as as there's more teams, maybe you can make schedule more regional. I mean, th- I, yeah, th- I th- it's, I mean, it's always going to be hard, especially for the west Western Conference yeah. teams, just because the travel is bigger there, it, it, no oh, matter it, what. It's baked in, yeah. I mean, that's you know, it's all sports. I mean, I NHL, mean, I, basketball, I, yeah, NBA. The way I've always thought about visiting teams in MLS too, though, and I, I think Peter did a good job of bringing this point up, is that playing on the road in MLS is a little bit of or. Uh, Trying to trying to win on the road is a, a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. When you tell yourself, "We don't have to win on the road; we can just we can get a point, and that's mm-hmm. good enough." Where I think when you've seen really good teams in MLS, when there's been a dominant club, you know, if it was LA Galaxy a couple of years ago, yeah. those teams just played the way they played. Mm-hmm. They didn't care if it was home, if it was away. They had a style. They came in and they played it. They executed it, and they were good on the road. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to be good enough to do that. I right. mean, you have to have the horses and all that. I, yeah, I mean, I think uh, you do have to have the horses, but you also have to have the mentality. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. And Jim has said that, Jim Curtin has said that, you know, he wants to be the same team on the road as at home. And, you know, it's, it's something It's more aspirational, I think, when he talks yeah. about it at this point, because they, you know, they, it's obviously they're not. Um, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole lot of nothing we could talk about with the union when it comes to one subject. That is transfers yeah. and signings and things a, like that. A little bit of a depressing day. Uh, just, it was a little, little disappointing, and, and it's disappointing in the fact that kind of everybody around them made moves. Columbus made a pretty big move for a guy coming out of Portuguese league. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC United made a bevy of moves to yeah. get younger, to dump salary, and to get younger, and to get better, and to yeah. get kind of quality for for that you know because they've it looks like they may be abandoning you know you know it's ben olsen's kind of rough and tumble group of solid mls veterans that's not really working right now so they've gotten a little younger they've they've trimmed their salary so yeah i think you know they're they're not going to do much this year obviously but they can maybe position themselves for next year for for making transfers into the into yeah the i mean that was just a, that was just a stake in the ground too i mean yeah. that was that was what probably three million dollars that they spent on a couple of mm-hmm, players, mm-hmm. Um, which is, is, is a lot of money for DC United. Yeah. And, you know the new stadium yeah. opening oh, next oh, I year. Think that's, that's, I think there's definitely an eye towards that. Yeah. I think they want to. This year was kind of a lost year for DC. United, a little bit, like. just you know, you know they're they're closing out RFK and uh, you know uh, God knows what they're going to do with that building. <laughs> they're closing that out. They're finally getting finally getting their new, their new park. Yeah, I mean 
DC's needed a, needed good, a new good for, that's for good for the league. It yeah. is very good for the league because they they've been you know they're one of the. I mean, I, I think it's it's getting into the past a little bit, but for a while they were you know they were the top team in MLS for for a good stretch from from the yeah. beginning of the, yeah, sure. you know into the early two thousands from beginning of the league into that. So for them to finally kind of be back on footing with teams like Sporting KC and. And things like that with with new facilities. It, no, it's it's definitely good for the league. Yeah. It's definitely a positive. Um, it, so you're you're seeing you know and as as you pointed out before we came on a team that doesn't technically really exist yet, but made a big uh, yeah LA. Moving, Car, uh, LAFC uh, with uh, with Carlos Vela making that announcement. It, it, it's it's frustrating, and you know we've we've talked to Ernie and Ernie's been in the press enough to and to you just get the impression. They have a plan. They're sticking to the plan. They're moving forward with said plan, and that's it. Yeah. That's that's you know. I mean, I think the thing to look to at this point too is that coming in the this coming off season, you have a chance to make a lot of mm-hmm. moves. You have contract expiring for a number of players, um, and decisions that you're going to have to make on if those guys are coming back or not, um, and it's. Quite a bit of salary. I, I can answer that question for you. Yeah, I think on, I think on probably a couple of those players, yeah. and we'll we'll get to that show mm-hmm. later later yeah. in the season. I'm sure. Yeah, where we'll have a nice long list of guys mm. that we will not see in Union Blue yeah. anymore. Yes. Um, so I, you know, I think it's it's looking towards that at this point, which I think is is disappointing because if you look at the season, you're what are the you're four points out of the playoff spot right now? Yeah, yeah. You you have a chance to bring in maybe one guy and make a run this year. It's MLS, right? You get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah, it's, and it, you're still that one player away. I I know that El Sino played really well in the ten this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he played great. But how many times has he played great the ten this season? No, it, it, it's it's the exception. It's, it's, it's inconsistent. Not the yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely the exception. It's not the rule. And not to diminish what he did, he was fantastic. Right, he, he was he was the best player. Yeah, for either yeah, for either team, it's the man of the match for me. Absolutely, um, but it, it, it just like I said, it's 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 the feeling that there's a lack of ambition there. Yeah, at least in the short term. There's, there's I mean, it's not a feeling. There yeah, is. Yeah, it's it's a clear lack of ambition for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, right now. I mean, yeah. we're talking. Like I said, I think I, I alluded to a couple last week, a couple weeks ago. It's like the two track mindset. It's like you have the short term, and the long term, and it just feels like everything's for the long term yeah. right now with with. With this front office and with this with this plan that they have, and it it could, you know, pay out great. I hope it does. We're just not <laughs> sure yet because we yeah. haven't seen the results yet. You know, um, see, and it's frustrating the fact that teams around you made moves. That's that's the, the that's the biggest frustration I think. Yeah, uh, the the teams, you know, that are in the same spot, you're approximately the same spot that you're in. Said, you know, we need to get better today, and yeah. here's an opportunity to do and there's, it. There's literally not been a whisper from the union camp. Uh, you know, you had a couple of guys in as trialists mm-hmm. that never the, really seemed to to be going anywhere. No, nah, nah. uh, I think the Martinez seemed a little closer than the the, the first guy, but yeah. but still, it, it didn't. Like I said, it didn't go anywhere. Right, and and. It just felt like a lack of enthusiasm from the union. Uh, it was a part of it. Like, we're, yeah, we'll have a couple guys and we'll see what they do. But there, there wasn't like a real push to get someone. And who knows? Like I said, today they they might not be that fluid cash wise. 
because they do have these contracts that they weren't that they're concerned yeah. about that kind of need to go away at some point. Uh, so maybe they just today, right now, on August 9th or tenth, or you know, whenever you're listening to this, they don't have you know the ability to make that big signing yet that they need to clear clear the decks and they need to do you know make a big push in the, in the off season. Yeah. I mean, I I think we just we're just hoping that's coming at this point where we're we're going to see some new and exciting faces in the off season, which it's depressing to talk that's, about. That's the thing. I mean, it's like it's so far away. It's, that's the thing for for three soccer. months left in this season. That's the thing for soccer. Signings are fun when you're yeah. a fan. You know, signings are like, oh, a new guy. Yeah, yeah, look him up. Oh, already. Oh, he, you know. Oh, yeah, he 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 played in the Champions League a little bit, or you know, he was you know he was a full international for you know mm-hmm. like you know like. Uh, Barnetti had like seventy some yeah. caps for Switzerland. You know, yeah, for Switzerland it was in World Cups. That's great. And, you know, you, you kind of get okay. This new guy, he's got experience. You get you kind of you get excited about that as as a fan, and and it, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's the word we keep using, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely that. Um, okay, let's talk about Montreal, and they're coming to town. Yeah, uh, I mean, you should know everything yeah. you need to know about Montreal. I just played them a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Piotti looks like he's going to be back in the lineup. That's not good. It's not good. Um, it was it was certainly an interesting game when Montreal came to Philadelphia the first time this mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. The, coming back from three 0 down. Right. Um, you know, no, you know, you're, you're very familiar with this team. At I think th- you know. I think this is this is another game where you have to win. I think almost everything at home right now is you have to win. Yeah, how, how screwed up is the MLS schedule that they've already played Montreal three or will have already played Montreal three times? They haven't played Atlanta yet. No, I know. <laughs> it's, it's it's I don't know. It's just weird. It yeah, is. It's it's, it's middle of August. They haven't played Atlanta yet. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just things that you know pop into my head there. Um, I mean, from the Union side of things, I'm at, you're going to keep the same team that faced Dallas last. Yeah, week. it sounds like uh, Andre, not Andre's it. not ready to go yet, but. I think cross the back, you're going to see the same guys. I think in the midfield, you're going to. I think front to back, you're going to see the same guys. Yeah, and and they're not on the you know the Wednesday Saturday routine. So I'm, I'm sure Jim's assuming everybody's fresh and ready to go. Where you they should be, yeah, yeah. You don't have to rotate that much. Um, yeah, you know, another week we're probably not going to see Keegan. It's. I mean, no, I, I don't even know if that's worth so. talking. I mean, it's worth talking about. It's worth talking. I think it's. A, it's a worth talking about just for the the fact that Ray Gaddis was the one that that blew the mark for them to lose yeah. the clean sheet last week. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh, I was rewatching that goal. It was. It was rough. <laughs> yeah, but let, let's you know, let's talk about the positive. CJ Sapon career year. Yeah, every, every goal now is a, is, a, is a personal record for him. Yeah, no, and I thought. I mean, obviously that that first goal from. Uh, this past weekend was, I think, one of the best goals that mm-hmm. I've seen. Oh, this is a fantastic team goal, yeah. From from the Philadelphia Union, mm-hmm. uh, that Olsenio run is fantastic. Right. The the give and go with Harris is right. That flick oh, was was oh, sublime. So much and, fun, and, and, and Harris having the awareness to just play the ball across yeah. and have CJ finish into yeah. the empty net. Yeah, I mean that's 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 where the smart veteran is, where he he could kind of see the whole play, and yeah. he knows he could kind of see every everybody shifting to him, and he knows, well, I'll just move it over, and CJ's got the tap in, and you know we're we're up. Yeah. I mean, and the the second goal of the game is is from similar range for yeah. CJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's again really good work from Ilsenio to to make a good run into the box, get a toe poke in mm-hmm. that, that Sites can't handle, and then get on the rebound faster yeah. than Sites can get there, and and give it back to CJ for for the third goal. And that third goal was big in that game too yeah. because you know you're you're looking at a second half with a really good Dallas team bearing down on right. you. 
Two right. nothing versus three nothing is a big difference. right. Two nothing, yeah, and you know you had the the VAR situation, the video assistant replay, oh, so yeah. you you don't know how that's going to go, and you end up you know you end up losing a clean sheet late. So yeah, that, that was that, exciting, that, huh? That, Did that, you love that? Yeah, that was uh, uh, history, man. Uh. I, <laughs> good, good, you know, and everybody's like, oh yeah, video assistant replay, that's cool because it went our way. <laughs> Did well, you, can't wait till it doesn't. And, Did you, you see know, John McCarthy's quote about? The, the bar. What was that? He was like, oh, I knew they were going to come back. And he kicked the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, really. That was, you know, I, I'm surprised they even had to go to it to play like that. But well, yeah. <laughs> but I guess, hey, you know, let's give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it's, I'm uh, moving right through this. Uh, What's, <laughs> uh, you want to do a prediction? Well, the, trans- the transfer news was quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, so, let's, you want to do a prediction? Um, I, I was I was uh, I was very negative last week, and yeah. I said that Dallas was going to win two nothing. But uh, the Union are good at home. That's yeah. that's what it is. Um, so Union two two nothing. Yeah, I'm going to go two, two, two zip. I'm going to go two Keep zips. the clean sheet this week. Yeah, CJ and Fafa score. Mm-hmm. There you go. That, I don't it? I don't know why. I, Not Crispanius. Uh, I thought oh, man, man, I thought he was going to score. Like, right? He's gonna, no. I, I mean that, that was, was a good save, but that was a great save. But keep, that, keep that's, it a little lower. That's the kind of year, you uh, know, he's having. I mean, if yeah. that was last year, that goes in, yeah, easily. You know, yeah, that's, that's just the year he's having. That's, that was tough. I was a good save. Chris sides full credit, but yeah, I mean, they they need they need something from Chris Bonius. They they do. I mean, they do, and he's he's not even really getting on the assists uh, like mm-hmm. he was earlier in the year. So I mean, they need something out of Chris and. Uh, I think uh, our friend Kevin Kincaid on Twitter was making a point where he does he is a good way good two way player. Yes, he, he does kind of you know go out there and do some dirty running and yeah. get, you know gets his head on balls and well, does stuff gonna, like I'll make that. the same point that I made last week though: is those guys playing in the the front four? Oh, you, they, no. they need offense. Too. Absolutely, no, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> those, not those things are with great. You. I love the intangibles, okay. but they're not out there for that. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, he he's got it. You know, dropping off from twelve goals to zero is yeah, it's a big drop. It's it's you know, it's and we knew they were going to struggle scoring goals going into this year. So, um, so I think we'll you know, so we did our uh, predictions, right? Yeah, yes, okay. You sure? I think so. And and the Premier League's back this week. Oh, the Premier League. And well, the championship started this past weekend already, and. it's good news for, uh, for fans out there. Championship ESPN is going to pick up a bunch of uh, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's is, certainly better than watching anything on BN Sports. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be great to have you know see some more championship games. And, and I guess you know. I don't I don't know if other people share that love like oh, you do. I, but I, I do. I, I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, championships I, I, a good it's league. It's a fun league. Championships a good league. I mean, it's it's a. You know, they talk about the Premier League being a marathon. The championships a marathon. Yeah, like with. People throwing rocks at it. It is because it's it's, it's longer. It's, there's more games, more games, more teams, yep. uh, more travel, more travel. It, it's you know a lot of mid midweek games. Yes, and, there and, are. You know, so those where, I where mean, everybody else watches Champions League on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm at my my desk at work listening to Reading FC on the internet yeah, radio. It's wow. It's uh yeah. So it's it's a really it's it's a more of attrition that yeah th- you know the the. That second division. And, I, I'm excited for the Prem, though. I mean, I, yeah. I still watch the Prem every oh, absolutely. week. Absolutely. Yeah, I it's, think we're down. We're only down to two Americans in the league, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because Guzan's gone. Yeah, Guzan's Jeff, back. You know, back in the states. It's just it's Jeff, Jeff Cameron, Cameron and Danny Williams. Yeah, Danny Williams' son for Huddersfield. Right, and 
Yeah, that's it's kind of rough. <laughs> yeah, he should get a run out though. I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, for Danny, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been a big fan of Danny Williams from his time at Reading the last couple of years. He's, I, he's, and I, I will admit that he's not been great when he's been called into the the USA camp. But mm-hmm. for for club, he's been phenomenal. I think the the Reading fans were really sad to see him go. Yeah, but he, you know, he wanted to play in the Prem. I'm I'm excited that he's going to get a chance with Huddersfield. I think he'll he'll be. <laughs> Uh, uh, a you know a figure in that that midfield. Yeah, he's a guy who probably should be in the Premier League just just because he has the you know the national team aspirations still. And yeah, that'll, that'll, you and know. Said, I said that's what he wanted to do, and yeah. he got his move. Huddersfield wanted him, so yeah, I think it's yeah. It's so be good. I mean, you, you know, you, you know, it's gonna be it's, it's an uphill battle for Huddersfield. I think uh, I yeah. think it's it's gonna be tough for them. Yeah, and you know, it's it's I think everybody's kind of pulling for him because you know Williams is on the team, and but uh, David Wagner has you know USA and, connections mm-hmm. too. Their manager and yeah, you know, it's. Good young manager, guy you get behind. So yeah, I think, I think they're 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 a fun team too. They're a team that you can get behind. You know, I think, you know, obviously it was difficult for me yeah. when they beat Reading in the the cha- the playoff final last year. But um, I, I don't think there was too many Reading fans that have mm-hmm. a bad word to say about Huddersfield. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think Huddersfield's going to be everybody's second team this year. You know, yeah. I think because they're, they're kind of that that good story. Yeah, not quite not quite Leicester. I mean, Leicester was you know, no, yeah, you know, that they were a shooting star and all that. But you know, I think it's going to be just like a, you know a good story, and especially a lot of people in the states are going to be pulling for them. Um, what what is your prediction for Arsenal this year? <sighs> Speaking of, uh, I think they come out strong. I think, I'm, I'm going to give yeah. them a, a, a two 0 win. Yeah, it's, it's the Foxes. They're playing the Foxes of Leicester. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to give them. Uh, yeah, where where is the goal winning the league? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the goal. Always, the goal? Oh, it should be the goal. Okay. I mean, at minimum you got to get back in the Champions League. Yeah, but I think you you, you set that target. Uh, it's you know speaking about transfers and, and all that. I still think they're a little short. Yeah. Uh, I, I know they they can't seal. I don't I don't know if it's happening at this point, but they can't seal the deal with Lamar from Monaco. You know, they're always a few few dollars short on him. Every, every and I think and Monaco's. I think it's just trying to hold everything together at this point. Yeah, they, I mean they, they lost they, lost a number of players. Yeah, so I think Monaco's just trying to keep it keep it together for this for maybe one more season where they can maybe kind of regroup and get some replacements before they start selling again. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I still think they're short. Um, so, so we'll see, and then, you know, the, see if they play the you know because they ended the year with the three three four three or three five two. Yeah. Uh, so we will see if they'll stick with that going forward. So it should be interesting. Yeah. Um, and we should mention uh, a little bit of yeah the the unfortunate news, the sad news that has befallen the, uh, the Philadelphia Union uh, family and the Sons of Ben family. Their former uh, president Kenny Hansen, not a guy I knew personally, but just kind of uh, through you know social media and things like that, a guy I knew. You know, via reputation, and was a really very good leader for the uh, for the supporters group. Uh, had a tragic accident in South Carolina, I believe, and the situation sounds very poor at this point. And uh, it, it's it's just it's, very, it's a very sad situation. And I know a lot of people are probably listening, probably know Kenny, uh, our good friend uh, Jeff Mitchell, who's a was a social media guy for a long time for the Sons of Ben. He's been keeping everybody updated about that situation. And it's it's just it's 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 tough. I mean, there's nothing, no, no two ways about it. It's very sad. You know, he, had, he was a younger guy with a family and you know a career and a life ahead of him, and it it just kind of goes away because of a tragic accident. It sounds like. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like, and certainly every from 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 me and Greg here at KW yeah. and from everybody at Philly, Philly soccer pages, you know, we're, we're sending our best thoughts down to his family. Yeah, for sure, and. uh 
So I hope everybody out there is listening. We'll do the same, and uh, we will uh, we'll catch everybody next week.